Morning, sleepy. Guess you want McDonald's for breakfast? Uh, how'd you know? You were sleep humming the McDonald's jingle. I don't know what you're talking about. You just did it. No, I didn't. So, McDonald's? I could use a cafe latte. There's a McDonald's for every morning. Start your morning at McDonald's with a delicious sausage biscuit and savory hash browns for only $1.50. At participating McDonald's for a limited time cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. How do you not hear that? Blog Talk Radio. Lucis Trust, a non-profit, non-political, and non-sectarian organization on the roster of the Economic and Social Council of the United Nations and concerned with the establishment of world cooperation and goodwill presents Inner Sight with your host, Robert Anderson. He, with Sarah and Dale McKechnie, President and Vice President of Lucis Trust, will discuss philosophical and spiritual topics essential to everyday life. Now, here's your host, Robert Anderson. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Inner Sight. Uh, today, we're doing a show, the theme of which is Death and Dying. And I'd like to start off the show by a quote from that um, famous speaker in American uh, literature, speaker and, uh, and also writer, Ralph Waldo Emerson. And his thought is as follows. It is the secret of the world that all things subsist and do not die, but only retire a little from sight, and afterwards return again. Nothing is dead. I like, I like another thought, too, about death, and it's as follows. One of the most profound mysteries of life and is that it ends in death. Helping us to understand this unavoidable fact is one of the major functions of religion. Spirituality understands that death is of the body only, not of the soul or spirit, which is undying. And I'd like to um, ask a question of Sarah and Dale, and uh, we're going to pursue this topic as I guess it's one of those topics that has many, many different layers to it, and our purpose, I guess, above all, is to See if we can help to dispel some of the fear that exists about death. And and my question is, what happens to the being, the person, immediately after death? Well, uh, as I understand from what I have read, um, it depends on the state of the consciousness of the person before he dies. In other words, we cross over into life after death basically the same person we were when we were living in a physical body we don't suddenly become transformed into some uh, infinitely wiser being than we were on earth so that gives us a hint that it's a good idea to try to prepare for our death uh, to become as as wise and as uh, thoughtful as we can uh, but it also says that uh, the, the life goes on essentially uh, in the same state of consciousness that we lived on earth. So for the people who are totally focused on the material plane and believe that the life of material things is the be-all and end-all of life, I suppose when they die uh, they are confused and uh, a bit lost without a physical 
body, those who have a more spiritual consciousness uh, find that life goes on uh, without the body and in fact in a freer, more liberated sense and with a clearer perception of relationships because the the, the strong sense of being a separated individual is very much uh, uh, linked to our possession of a physical body. Mm-hmm. And when we die, we are liberated from that illusion that we are a separated being. And we experience in a more direct way how interconnected we are to everything that we love and to all human beings. I guess the point of death, that transition, is certainly... Uh a time of self-discovery where indeed we find out that we are not our body because so many people, as you said, do associate their self-definition with the body. So when one finds out that the consciousness is what we really are, that must be quite a profound revelation of truth. Dale, would you... Uh yes, I would agree with that. Um, it's uh, As Sarah said, it does depend a lot on the stage of consciousness that one uh, is at at a, in a particular lifetime, and whether one is um, very uh, physically oriented or materially oriented to the material plane and sees life in terms of physical possessions and that sort of thing, mm-hmm. and if the emotional life is very strong, then <clears throat> this is what one is going to encounter on the other side. Uh, the, these this desire nature is still very strong, and it very likely will keep pulling the uh, the being back to the physical plane, back to physical um, existence. Mm-hmm. You know, something that I think that's very interesting about death, according to spiritual teaching, uh, is related to that expression, my life passed before my eyes. Uh, when people who have come very close to death uh, say that um, they they see their whole life passing before their eyes, well, in fact, that apparently does happen at our death. And according, as Dale was saying, to the state of our consciousness, we examine and evaluate and review our life. By we, mm-hmm. I mean the soul, the real inner being dwelling within the body, conducts this review and apparently isolates the three most... Um, important, most significant episodes or events of that particular life. Mm -hmm. Three major life pivotal uh, events or relationships and all else is released Mm -hmm. and forgotten. But uh, those major uh, three experiences condition the soul in uh, the next realm and Mm -hmm. uh, help the soul make plans for future incarnations. I find that thought fascinating. It is. It really is fascinating. Uh, How can we understand death? Maybe we can understand death in terms of uh, what we're experiencing now in in physical life, on this level of reality. Is there, attempting to understand it from our perspective uh, on this plane, is there a relationship between death and sleep? Perhaps we can understand it through that. Yes, there is, because um, (coughs) sleep is like a daily death, in a way, uh, except um, in the the process of passing out of the body, and this this happens to everybody, um, there is a consciousness part of us, and then there is a life part of us, part of us that uh, is actually um, a thread of life that, that 
originates from from God, down by by way of the soul, and this life thread is also anchored in our body, at the heart, in the region of the heart. There is another thread that is anchored in the region of the uh, pineal gland in the consciousness aspect. And at night when we go to sleep, this consciousness uh, passes out <coughs> of the body into the inner planes, but the life aspect stays and keeps the body functioning. So uh, it, it's like death in a way, but at the time of death, both of these um, aspects are, are severed, and that's that's why uh, there is no coming back. Mm -hmm. I wonder if that's related to the fact that, uh, well, I'm thinking of the time when my father died. He died of cancer, and it was a slow and painful process, and he was in hospice care. And I remember the hospice nurse saying, when I asked her why it was so hard and why it took him so long, she said, we struggle to be born and we struggle to die. Mm -hmm. And this thread or this link that Dale was talking about that, that in a sense binds the soul, the inner being, to the physical body uh, is not easily severed. Uh, we think of life as so fragile, and it is... Um, but on the other hand, there's a, a strong grip of the soul on its body that uh, perhaps is mm -hmm. the reason that the process of death takes a great deal of uh, preparation and effort for the soul. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just a thought. Mm -hmm. And certainly we know that birth is not so easy either for the baby or for the mother. Mm. There is also the, um, <clears throat> at the time of death, also in the in this slow process which you mentioned, there is also a, a battle of... Um, the physical form also has its kind of life mm -hmm. <coughs> to its of its own, made up of the yeah the um, physical substance of the body, the the very atoms of the body. Each atom is a tiny life, we are told, and uh, altogether this this body forms a considerable force, which uh, at the time of death may set up a uh, counter action against the, the action of the soul, which is trying to withdraw mm -hmm. and be released from this body, the body also puts up a, a, a fight. And so um, at, at a certain stage, <coughs> and this has been witnessed, I think, by people in the medical field, uh, there is quite a struggle going on be at the, during this dying process. Mm -hmm. so now, we view the uh, human experience as a... Uh, intertwining of the soul and the personality, uh, I'd like to differentiate. How does the soul view death, and uh, and is it different from the from the viewpoint or the angle of how the personality views death? Well, let's take one at a time. Let's, uh, how does the soul view death? Well, the soul re views death as release, as liberation, because mm -hmm. if you think about it, the, the body, uh, the physical form is an encasement and a, a limitation to the soul. The soul is consciousness. It is um, free uh, and uh, liberated on its own plane, but when it uh, resides in a physical body, it's constricted according to um, reasons that are known to the soul to enable it to fulfill its plan on earth. But the death of the physical body releases the soul, and that's why spiritual teachings often speak of death as a joyous experience, mm -hmm. and in fact, 
for the soul it is. The personality views death as the end of its existence, and mm-hmm. in a sense, it is. It's the end of the separated, isolated individual consciousness. Consciousness continues, but not the sense of being a separated, isolated, unique individual, mm. separate from all other human beings. That mm. ends. And the personality uh, has a lot uh, staked on the uh, continuation of its separated existence. Mm. So there is a bit of a struggle between the soul's plan and the personality's desire to remain independent and mm-hmm. isolated. What I'm concluding, based on what you're saying, and I, I may be wrong, I don't know, but we can view the persona- the personality's viewpoint might be comparable or analogous to that of an actor playing a role that he loves or maybe doesn't love, for that matter, and he leaves the role, and there might be a certain remorse uh, with lo- with giving up the role, mm-hmm. right. especially if the actor strongly identifies with the role and hates to let go, maybe. Yeah, that there, there brings up an interesting uh, experiment. If anybody wants to try it, it, it gets back to the as-if technique. Just try to imagine, sit quietly for a while, and try to imagine that you are the soul inhabiting this body, and at the moment of death, you are trying to withdraw. So put yourself in the position of the soul, which is actually mm-hmm. yourself, and um, try to see death from that perspective and mm-hmm. maybe you in time uh, can understand uh, the whole process a little better because mm-hmm. it, it's seeing it from both angles yeah. I hope that listeners don't find this whole discussion a bit morbid it isn't meant to be it's simply um, a recognition of the fact that every living thing on earth will die. Mm -hmm. It's the one experience that all living things, human, vegetable, animal, even mineral, share in common, the death of the body, of the form. Mm -hmm. And for those people who just tuned in, um, you're listening to Inner Sight, and we're here with uh, Dale and Sarah McKechnie. Uh, Sarah is our president, Dale is our vice president of Lucis Trust, and our theme today is Death and Dying. This is tape number 17, if you'd like to order our tape uh, for a nominal fee, uh, or you can order our books. You can order um, our cassette tapes, as I've mentioned, and uh, information, if you'd like that as well, about our organization. Uh, you can call us at uh, 1-866-NY-LUCIS, L-U-C-I-S. That's, uh, you can think of it um, like this. Just think of 1-866-NY-LUCIS. That's 1-866-NY-LUCIS. Lucis. Um, we uh, also can be reached in other ways as well. You can reach us on our website at www.lucistrust.org or email us newyork at lucistrust.org. And I might also add, too, that um, the work of Lucis Trust, including this program, is funded entirely by voluntary Donations. Our books can also be purchased at Barnes and Noble, Amazon.com, or Borders. Um, I'd like to, at that point, just uh, continue with what we were speaking about before, and that is um, another question is about reincarnation. And uh, what about reincarnation? Do we start a new life immediately, or or is there a waiting period? Well, there are different uh, spiritual theories on that. Um, not 
it's it's one of those questions that not every spiritual teaching views um, in the same way. Mm-hmm. Uh, the writings of Alice Bailey say that it uh, depends upon the maturity of the soul. Souls are not all equal in uh, consciousness. And um, if I recall, the the more advanced souls spend a longer time out of the body making plans for the return uh, of uh, the soul to physical incarnation. People who are less evolved tend to return more quickly and uh, repeatedly for the gaining of uh, Mm -hmm. the experience of soul needs. There are other spiritual teachings that say the exact opposite. I don't know, Dale, do you have any opinions on a subject for which you (laughs) (laughs) have no expertise? (laughs) That's... uh, what I understand, uh, and uh, as, I, as I think we've mentioned before, that it depends on the state of consciousness. Now, and a um, um, someone who is not as evolved as uh, the average person, then they may be pulled back into the life more quickly because the pull of the material world is very strong, and that that counteracts the the grip of the soul but the whole objective really on earth is eventually reaching a state where we can uh, where we don't have to reincarnate ever again unless Mm -hmm. for the purposes of service Mm -hmm. in God's service and uh, so the more advanced one is in terms of consciousness the less one has to um, return to the physical world because he or that being has has worked through the stages and uh, he's worked off his karma and he's worked through the perfection stage and uh, his consciousness is much more evolved, much more inclusive and he's done his service, he's paid his dues, (laughs) so to speak, And um, he's reached a stage where literally uh, one is free. Well, if we we accept the idea that the soul uh, goes through a multiple number of lifetimes of human experiences, then does the soul have a plan and purpose for each of those multiple lives? It does. And in fact, um, it apparently plans for several lifetimes at a time. And... uh, has a a particular um, agenda, I guess you could say, that it uh, tries to work out always in terms of relationships, not on its own, but through the group relationships that the soul uh, forms uh, on earth, its its plans are furthered. And uh, after death, it reassesses, as I said, it identifies the three most significant uh, uh, episodes in that particular lifetime and makes its plans based on the success or the lack of success that it achieved and uh, prepares for its return. Mm-hmm. I've got another question, and we're referring to Scripture at this point when I ask this. When Christ said, Render unto Caesar that which is Caesar, and to God that which is God's, was he at all in any way referring to the death process? I think so. Yes, I think so. Uh, I think that's that's probably the spiritual interpretation of mm-hmm. that uh, quote or that that uh, saying by Christ. 
because um, <clears throat> Caesar, of course, is symbolic of the physical nature, the mm-hmm. physical, the material world, and you render unto unto God everything of a spiritual nature, of the soul, everything is returned in all the experience that we gain in the world is returned, it's retained in the great memory banks of the soul, and that um, is returned and becomes part of the great divine consciousness of God. Mm-hmm. To, to me, it also um, pertains to the the experience that we see in the natural world with death and decay. It um, refers to the restorative process, doesn't it? Which we can see in, for example, the the death of a tree. I, I can remember visiting um, Armstrong Woods Park in Northern California where there are these giant um, redwood trees and seeing uh, one especially huge, magnificent tree on the ground dead, and yet the life that was springing out of that tree was incredible. Mm-hmm. Bugs and new trees and shoots <laughs> were growing out of it, and it was a hotbed of activity, even in its death and decay. Mm-hmm. And that's... I th- what I think of when when I hear the expression render unto Caesar the things that are Caesar's decay and disease are part of the process of death and release and renewed life it's natural and it's right it's mm-hmm. not a, a misfortune I've got a big question for you and, and I, I don't think we can discuss it in a short time but we can at least touch upon it what is karma what is what is karma and how does it affect a particular a particular life uh, well, karma has been defined as the um, law of cause and effect, and uh, for every action that we take in the world, often there is an, uh, a reaction somewhere. Now, if we incur uh, bad karma, if we create a, uh, um, <clears throat> if we break the law, we injure somebody, or we God forbid we should uh, cause the death of another person, then that is building up a a, a considerable karmic uh, debt that has to be paid off. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't look at karma as so much as being punishment. It's not a penalty then? Not really, because mm-hmm. I think it has more to do with balance. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the soul tries to maintain a, a, a central path and... Certain <clears throat> actions taken by the personality life may throw that life path off and um, throw it off balance. Mm-hmm. And so I think uh, certain actions have to be paid back in a sense, not in the sense of being punished, but um, it has to be brought back into balance, perhaps in another lifetime with that same person mm-hmm. that we injured or whatever the karma is. It could be good karma, too. I mean, Disease you know. is an aspect of that because it means literally dis-ease, lack of balance, lack of mm-hmm. equilibrium. Mm-hmm. But it's not... It doesn't mean that one has erred or sinned. Uh, we all are prone to disease because we're human and we are all prone to error. And uh, it's simply the method by which, as Dale says, the soul restores equilibrium. In an earlier show, uh, Sarah, I think one way to underscore what you're saying, too, is in an earlier show you did so well with the concept of suicide and you explained that uh, uh, perhaps, possibly, the karma of someone who had committed suicide might be in the next incarnation to 
have to go through experiences that would teach him to value his own life. Right. And it's not a punishment, but it's a learning experience to value not only the life of everyone else, but to value one's own life as well. And and that we have to face and go through certain experiences. And uh, although they may be tough, uh, that isn't the answer because valuing life is of the highest priority, even one's own, or especially maybe one's own. Right. It's what's given to us by God. Our life is uh, entrusted to us by God, and we must regard it as the precious gift it is. Mm-hmm. Does reincarnation uh, does it help to explain the existence of, uh, of genius? We hear of so many geniuses that have existed throughout hum- humanity's history. Uh, who was it, Mozart, who could sit down at the age of uh, three or four and compose a a concert that would be enough to dazzle the uh, the musician with the highest expertise. I suppose it does. I think this would probably be uh, another program all on its own. Uh-huh. Uh, it takes us a bit off the subject of death, except that it's related in the sense that death is a repeated process, and through reincarnation over and over again, the soul gains its gifts, its talents, and the genius is someone who's particularly developed along one particular line. I don't think it necessarily means that he's a perfected spiritual being, but that talent along one particular line is extraordinarily accelerated. Mm -hmm. Yes, because often uh, our so-called geniuses are deficient in many other uh, aspects of life. Uh, uh, Like uh, Einstein was... uh, a genius at uh, nuclear physics, perhaps, but uh, in, he was pretty um, he was um, pretty absent-minded too in, in other respects. So I mean, he he was he has some balancing out to do there, perhaps that great soul. Can I bring in one little thought before we close our program that is especially Mm -hmm. precious to me? It's from the Hindu scripture, the Bhagavad Gita. And I think Mm -hmm. if people hear this, they will find it deeply reassuring. It's Krishna who said uh, that, Know thou there was never a time when I, nor thou, nor any of these princes of earth was not, nor shall there ever come a time hereafter when any of us shall cease to be. I think Mm -hmm. that is deeply reassuring and it's uh, it's uh, a thought we should uh, close on perhaps in this discussion of death. Well, that, that is a very <coughs> profound thought at that. Uh, before we do close, I would just like to say once again, if anyone would like to order this tape, that's tape number 17, or any of our books, we have uh, books that relate to these subjects. The book, one book that's very profound on this subject is Death, the Great Adventure. And give us a call at our toll-free number, one eight six six. NY Lucis. That's one eight six six NY Lucis L U C I S or an easy way to remember it too is one eight six six New York Lucis. And um uh I would like to um at this point close and uh, we invite you to ponder on, on this thought. Uh goodwill is the touchstone that will transform the world and goodwill is love in action. It is the energy that draws us together in right relationship. There is a world prayer called the Great Invocation. It is a call for light and love and goodwill to flow into the world and into our hearts. So let's listen for a moment uh, to these powerful words. And if you if you choose to, you can certainly say those words along with us. 
From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. You want McDonald's for breakfast? Uh, how'd you know? You're sleep humming the McDonald's jingle. I don't know what you're talking about. You just did it. No, I didn't. So McDonald's? I could use a McCafe latte. There's a McDonald's for every morning. Start your morning at McDonald's with a delicious sausage biscuit and savory hash browns for only $1.50. At participating McDonald's for a limited time cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. How do you not hear that? 